disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 93 of Rock the Dragon, the Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Wow. Episode 93. Man. <laughs> seven episodes until 100. Seven. That's approximately seven weeks. You know, give or take whatever holidays that may come about between now and then. I just want to remind everyone, you know, if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like to see or hear from me for episode 100, don't be shy. Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Leave me a comment. Uh, whatever you can do, whatever you, I try to respond to every single thing that comes across there. Unless by some chance I just miss it completely, which unfortunately may have happened once or twice. I'm not sure, but I try to keep an eye on that. Uh, the easiest ways to send me an email because it's just easier to kind of keep track of everything. But if there's anything you want to see or hear me talk about, once again, I always, I'm always, uh, open to suggestions and, uh, Episode 100 is going to be interesting, I'm hoping. <laughs> Once again, I'm always working on stuff. There's another big thing that I'm working on that hopefully I'll have out in time for episode 100, maybe a little bit sooner. I'm aiming to have it out sooner, so I guess we'll see what, what happens with that. But yeah, I like to kind of reiterate that uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty. Uh, now will be a very good time to go over and like the Facebook page if you have a Facebook account. Uh, I've been posting a lot of kind of interesting stuff on there lately. There's, there's been more videos, there's been more just more content there's just been a lot of cool different kind of stuff that's been popping up uh, i just posted a video a couple days ago uh, i got these um this little set of dragon balls that i ordered uh and i just kind of did sort of a quick little review of them uh you know actual dragon balls like all seven little little i, I don't know exactly what these are made out of i don't know if it's considered plastic or glass it's not glass but <laughs> it's it's some kind of you know some kind of substance uh, but yeah i did a little review and i kind of explained I didn't explain exactly why I have them, but I explained why I need to order even more. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, just go find that video video on Facebook. I mean, you don't even have to necessarily have a Facebook account, to my knowledge, in order to be able to see the page. Right. If you just go to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast, you can still see it. I, I'm assuming I don't know if Facebook will prompt you to log in or not. I don't think it would, though. But uh, yeah, if you're one of those people who just doesn't have a Facebook for some reason, first of all, uh, much respect <laughs> because shit, like I wish I didn't have one most of the time. It takes a lot of willpower to sort of, you know, resist that. And I, Facebook was a very different thing whenever I originally joined and, it, you know, and it's just not that anymore. And I don't personally really want one anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of it's kind of important to have this kind of stuff if you're if you're a creative person and you want to promote it. Um so, you know, if you're someone who just kind of wants to follow along, you don't have a Facebook, you wouldn't mind just kind of making one just to follow the page. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't be the worst. I've had people who've done that before. So that's just something else to keep in mind as well. Uh, also, if you have anything positive you want to say about the, the podcast, always, 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 you have the option to uh, leave a review. And I actually have a new review here. It's my first review on iTunes since August. So that's pretty, that's pretty, that, that was, that's a long time. <laughs> Where you guys at? <laughs> Don't forget, you can always leave me a review on iTunes. You can always leave a rating there also, uh, preferably a five-star rating. <laughs> uh, but this one was just short and sweet. So I just want to give you a shout out really quickly. This is from DBZ Fan 6 It's a five-star review, says amazing. And you just kept it short and sweet. And you said, it's just really good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what more do you need to know, right? Your, your review, there's no sort of, limit on how short or long your review can be as far as i know on itunes i mean i'm sure at some point you run out of space <laughs> but if you're just someone who's just sort of like a person a few words and you don't really want to say a lot you just really enjoy the podcast and you just really want to say something positive to support the podcast well then you can take it uh, take a, a tip here from dbz fan 06 and just four simple words it's really it's just really good <laughs> okay so I want to thank you for saying that. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, and as always, I want to invite anyone else who has anything to say to to do so <clears throat> as well. We're going to kind of talk about a little bit of news here. You know, every now and then we talk about news on the podcast, not just episode talk. Sometimes I talk about my life. Sometimes I talk about geek shit that I've done. Um, but, I, you know, I can't just skip over the fact that the Broly movie just came out, right? <laughs> okay. Dragon Ball Super Broly was released yesterday in the United States. 
Um, I have not seen it yet. Okay, I know many of you are interested in finding out what my opinions are on it. Um, I've been trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to approach that, right? Because it's definitely a challenge. I don't. Well, he, here's what I would like for you guys to do. Any of and okay. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm planning to do. <laughs> I'm hoping to go. I'm planning to go see the movie this weekend. Okay, today's Thursday. I'm going to try to go see it Saturday. Okay, I could have saw it today, but I, you know, if I, I want to give, I want to give my listeners, want to give you guys a chance to see it also. What I'm hoping to do is somewhere around Saturday evening to jump on Facebook Live and then talk about the movie. Okay, sure, I could make a video of me reviewing it. Sure, I could talk about it on the podcast. But you know, I'm trying to do something different. I wanna, I wanna start to use Facebook more in terms of interacting with you guys. That's why I've been going live. I've been posting more stuff on there, and I plan to keep doing that. And I hope, hopefully have enough of an incentive to get people to come and like the page okay so i'm planning right now tentatively but be on the lookout for a facebook post confirming this first okay to to go see the movie come back jump online and go facebook live and talk about it but i want to talk about it with you guys so unlike the podcast where you're just kind of listening to me and you're just kind of talking out loud in your car like most of us do (laughs) You know, you can actually chat with me in real time about it and we can talk about it and see if you have any questions about it. Something maybe you didn't understand. Maybe there's something I didn't understand, but we can talk about it as fans of Dragon Ball. So I figured, you know, the movie came out yesterday. If I give it till Saturday, that still gives you guys some time to go see it. I can't wait too long, obviously, because, well, you know, I want to talk about why it's still kind of relevant. But here's what I'm wondering, if there's anyone who has seen it now. Or we'll see it tomorrow, for instance. Uh, you know, send me a little email. Let me let me know. Don't tell me what happens in it, please, <laughs> for beerus sake. Uh, but let me know how spoiler filled it is. You know, if it's if you if you feel like if I watch the movie, it'll ruin Dragon Ball Super for me, then I need to know that before I go see it. Now, I feel like it's not going to do that, right? I mean, I know it takes place after Dragon Ball Super and after the Tournament of Power, but I don't imagine they'll spend a lot of time talking about that because why would they? It's a movie, right? It's a movie about something else. But, you know, a lot of these Dragon Ball movies have sort of a history of sort of recapping events in the first couple minutes. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone that says the Tournament of Power, yada, yada, yada. And then this, this, and this, and this, and then something, something, something. You know what I mean? And like, if that happens, I kind of need to know <laughs> because I don't want to know what happens at the end of the Tournament of Power. Like, I don't because, you know, I've been specifically trying to avoid spoilers and I didn't watch the dub. I'm sorry, I didn't watch the sub mostly because, well, A, I enjoy the English versions because that's just the version I grew up watching. But B, you know, I like being able to give you guys real, you know, real authentic reactions to stuff because I don't know what happens. Right. So I would hate for that to get sort of ruined. I mean, yeah, you know, some stuff has been spoiled for me because that just kind of happens. Right. But for the most part, I don't know what's going to happen in the tournament of power. And I for certainly don't know how it, how Dragon Ball Super ends. I have no idea. So I, I would rather not know that. So if anyone happens to see it between, you know what, actually, let, you know, how about this? Because <laughs> this may make a lot. This may make more sense. I'll go see it on Sunday. Well, it doesn't matter when I go see it. <laughs> what matters is when I go live. So if, you know, I'll, I'll go live on Sunday. Maybe that'll be a better day. I feel like more people will probably be home, free, available, etc. Plus, that'll give you guys an extra day to go see it. Right. So then you can let me know whether or not I need to avoid watching it, which would be incredibly difficult for me to do. But I'm willing to do that to not have the ending of the series ruined. I just need to know how far they go into that without actually knowing what it is. Okay, so if anybody can help me out with that, that'd be tight. But I couldn't come on here and not talk about it because the movie's out and I know it's not playing everywhere. Okay, I know it's like select theaters across the country or whatever. Uh, there is a theater right here in the same town that I live at that is playing at. So it's not a problem for me to go see it. But I just want to know what I'm kind of getting myself into in terms of spoilers. And of course, um, I'm, I'm expecting people who have already watched the sub to be the ones to really let me know. Right. <laughs> because 
some of you guys that only watch the dub may have the same concerns that I have. And you may not want to go see it if it's spoiler filled. So you'd be helping us all out if you could kind of give me like a brief little report on that. And once again, rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. Also, <laughs> and, and you may have seen a little bit about this. Um, I, I feel like, you know, the Internet's probably making it seem like it's a bigger deal than it is. But I got to thank Brent for this. Brent shares uh, articles with me every now and then on Facebook. And I felt like I would touch upon it a little bit. But <laughs> recently, Christopher Sabat, of course, the voice of Vegeta, Yamcha, Piccolo, one of the I think he's still the voice director at Funimation. Um was nominated for an award of the Crunchyroll Anime Awards for Best Voice Acting Performance, okay? And you might be thinking, oh, that's really cool, man. It's really nice that he finally got recognized for his 20-year career as the Prince of All Saiyans, Vegeta, right? Wrong. (laughs) He was nominated for this character called All Might that he does a voice for in uh, My Hero Academia, right? So um, he posted a tweet that says, proud to have been nominated for best VA performance. All Might has truly been the best role of my career. (laughs) Okay. now, obviously, this made some people. I don't know if anyone's like actually really upset about it, but, you know, it's just at least generating some conversation because you're immediate reaction as a Dragon Ball fan is going to be, whoa, wait, what? What did he say? <laughs> Who? You mean you mean this character, which I haven't watched My Hero yet, and I'm not shitting on that by any means because I know a lot of you guys like it. You've told me about it. You've recommended that I watch it, and I will. I'm sure it's great. But as a Dragon Ball fan, we're immediately thinking like, whoa, man, like how could this character that you just started doing be bigger and, and 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 be more important to you in your in a better role than vegeta right so you know there's some people kind of you know giving him a little bit of a hard time for it or whatever over on twitter you know it's not i don't i don't think anyone's really upset like real fans are not going to be hurt by something like that you know we think of that being his quintessential role because that's because we love dragon ball and he's been doing that forever but this guy is a talented voice actor and he's done all kinds of roles and who knows, you know, I mean, I feel like it's a very common thing when you're a creative person to you sort of it's never the thing that people think it is that ends up being your favorite when it comes to your creations. Right. Like, I feel like that's just normal, you know, like um, think of, you know, musicians or, you know, people who make music usually that number one hit single that they had is not their favorite song, right? Because that's usually the one that's a little bit more mainstream or they have a little bit less control over or it's a little bit more heavily produced or whatever. And I'm not saying that that's what's going on here, but this this, this is just an example, right? That the role or the song that you may be known for mostly, you know, nine times out of 10, it seems to be not the the favorite of the creator or the artist and that could be because well every time i guarantee you every time christopher sabbat goes out in public (laughs) and somebody recognizes him oh man like talk to us in vegeta's voice uh say something like vegeta you know what i mean every time he goes to a con you know he has to do it you know he has to do it and after a while i'd imagine that become a little bit frustrating you know, to become to be known for one thing more than others is a good thing, but it's also can be kind of annoying. Like you can be typecast and et cetera, and then you kind of get tired of hearing it. Just like those musicians who, you know, they're every time they play a show, they have to play that one song. And after the thousandth time playing the song, you're probably like, all right, I'm just ready to play something else. And then whatever that most obscure song is or that album ends up being their favorite one because that's the one that's just for them and that's the one that, you know, they had the most creative control over and et cetera. Once again, I'm not saying that any of that applies to Christopher Savin, <laughs> but it's just kind of a similar idea. So if I had to take a guess, I would say that he just found something more challenging and more fulfilling in his delivery of the role of All Might than maybe he felt in Vegeta and as much as that might bug the shit out of us to kind of hear that, <laughs> you know, who are we? we? We're we not him. We don't know what he likes and what he doesn't. And like maybe just find some kind of like 
something new there that he didn't get to experience as Vegeta. Either way, we love you, man. So I don't know if people are really giving you shit about it or not. You know, don't worry about it. And then there's also the possibility that he's just like pulling our leg, right? That he's just like, because you have <laughs> clearly Christopher Sabbath is aware that everyone knows him as Vegeta. Like he is aware of that, right? So it wouldn't be the craziest thing to think that he may have just went on there on purpose and said that just to rile some people up, right? <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, it's not a big deal. I don't think anyone's really freaking out over it. I mean, you know, it made a big enough of a splash where news outlets kind of wrote articles about it, but you know, slow news days happen all the time, right? So I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that that was funny. <laughs> okay. And we've got one more thing here. Uh, no, actually, we don't. I've already talked about the Dragon Balls video, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Anyway, cool deal. Okay. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and switch over to the episode talk for the week. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 93, is going to cover episode 93 of Dragon Ball Super titled you're our 10th warrior goku approaches frieza so yeah this shit's really happening huh <laughs> it's really happening uh you know it was just an idea that came up at the last sort of minute at the end of the previous episode but now it's actually happening uh just a bit of a recap here majin buu fell asleep okay and according to mr satan this is one of his sleeps where he'll be out for at least two or three months and obviously they can't really afford that right now because the tournament of power is about two hours away or something like that at this point um you know what i just completely forgot to mention this <laughs> for some reason but obviously we have an email segment here called uh what are you saying right i do have some emails i will read after the episode okay all right sorry because <laughs> uh, I know you guys are probably listening like is he not going to read my email no sometimes I read them beforehand sometimes I read them after I'll just read them after this time and kind of break a lot of this stuff down alright so uh, yeah so Frieza right they have to Goku comes with this idea well you know it's kind of prompted by Beerus something that Beerus says about the Frieza force and he says we can go get Frieza and I guess, you know, all of us are wondering, I was kind of wondering, OK, how exactly are they going to approach this? Because there are several ways. It's the Dragon Ball world. OK, so that means really anything can happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they could wish him back with the Dragon Balls. They could go get Baba to bring him back to life. Uh, one, of, one of the Kais can sacrifice their life for him and give it up because that all of that stuff happened i mean we saw all of that <laughs> we saw all that stuff happen and not only that i mean once again you've got the super dragon balls out there you've got uh you've, you're dealing with gods now and and there's just all kinds of ways that frieza can be brought back but the way that is suggested here is the best one i think because it's you know, if you bring him back to Dragon Balls, well, then you just got Frieza alive again. I mean, you can't just have that, you know. So, uh, Goku just kind of gets straight to the point. And he just says straight up that uh, we can just have him come back for 24 hours the same way Baba brought back Vegeta and Goku back in the Boo saga. Just for 24 hours. Just long enough so they could fight, you know, uh, again. And that's how they came back. Pre well, that's how... Goku came back the first time when he came back just for the the uh, the martial arts tournament, right? Then the world tournament and that, that that sparked off all of the boo stuff. He came back. He was just there for 24 hours. And then when he turned Super Saiyan level three, they used up the rest of his time. So he had to go back sooner because he burned so much energy with that transformation. But then later he came back permanently because Elder Kai gave up his life for Goku. And then <laughs> and then later on. You know, they brought back Vegeta to fight Kid Buu and Vegeta came back for 24 hours and then they merged and found Vegito. I, I, I hope I'm not messing that up because I'm just going off memory here. But we know that there's different ways that this happened. And, you know, it's not the craziest thing because it's happened before. You know, it's usually when, it was, when they bring up stuff that has never happened before and it just comes out of the blue and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Then that's <laughs> that's a different story. But this is something that they've done before. They've established that this is something that can happen. Uh, this, they never sort of established the limit 
Like, I don't know how many times Baba is allowed to do this to someone, but we know that it's possible. So, of course, everyone is reacting and they're saying, uh, you know, can we trust Frieza? Do we know that he's going to be okay with this? You know, I mean, Supreme Kai is asking and Goku saying that he always thinks of himself. So he's not going to want to be destroyed with, along with the rest of the universe right after coming back to life. So he'll have no other choice but to fight. Now, that wasn't to me. That's not the best explanation of that. That's not the best incentive. But we are. This is Goku, right? He's super naive. Right. So maybe in his opinion, that is going to be enough. <laughs> Just the threat of being destroyed along with the rest of the universe would be enough for Frieza. Who knows? Uh, and we get sort of a better sort of incentive later on. But we'll talk about that when we get to it but he's basically saying that you know it's just for 24 hours then you know what what do we have to lose because at this point is better than us being destroyed completely because if they don't have 10 fighters they'll have to forfeit and they'll be destroyed or of course if they get someone who's too weak and not strong enough and weakens the entire team well that could also decrease their chances of winning thus also getting destroyed as a result of that so obviously it's sort of the lesser of two evils at this point to bring back Frieza uh, now they're talking about the comparisons of the other universes to universe seven and we says that he heard a rumor that some of the mortals in one of the universes were so strong that they were even more strong than the destroyer and that destroyer is more powerful than Beerus okay <laughs> so you know just to kind of give you an idea of how strong that is Beerus is as far as we know still the strong one it's a little bit unclear out of who's stronger between Whis and Beerus okay they've been they've been some indications that Whis is way stronger than Beerus but I don't, I'm not I don't know about that right we know that Whis has has been like Beerus's teacher but that doesn't necessarily mean he's stronger right because Master Roshi taught Goku but he's not stronger than Goku right like strength doesn't equate to knowledge necessarily physical strength you can still be smarter and know more about fighting than someone and the other person could be physically stronger than you so maybe that's the case between Whis and Beerus but so the idea that you know there are mortals in, in in another universe that are stronger than Beerus not only are they stronger than Beerus but they're also stronger than their destroyer god who is stronger than Beerus well, then that's kind of enough of an incentive, I think, to get everyone else on board, because Krillin at that point is like, well, hell, I guess we do need him then, because if there's people out there that strong, we have to get the strongest people available. Uh, and Goku does kind of reassure them of like, if Frieza does anything weird, me and Vegeta will just take him out, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I guess right now they're just kind of like, well, this is kind of the best option. So. Uh, Goku takes off first stop King Yema but right before he kind of leaves uh, we see that there's this little dude kind of hiding behind a tree he kind of peeks out at the time we don't know who this is he's like uh oh they're being watched right okay so then he goes over to King Yema good to see King Yema again it's been a while right so he just gets straight to the point I feel like they get straight to the point this episode with everything <laughs> like these everything progresses so quickly in Dragon Ball Super so he shows up, tells King Yemma, you know, I'm not going to break this down too much, but, you know, straight to the point. Uh, the universe is, is in danger. We'll be destroyed if we don't win this tournament. We need Frieza, yada, yada, yada. Of course, King Yemma's not excited about it, but he's thinking, well, if, you know, if Goku's here, it must be serious. There must be no other option. So he, you know, gives Goku the stamp of approval to go to hell and get Frieza. Okay, so that's what we get. And at this point, now we jump back over to uh, Universe 6, where we have the Saiyans, we have Kaba, we have, uh, now I can't remember names, Kalafla and Kale. And basically, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen here. <laughs> Kalafla is trying to get Kale to go Super Saiyan. They're just saying, you know, just harness this energy around the middle of your back and etc and, that, and that's how you do it and i went into great detail on, on this in episode 92 okay i, I explained my feelings about this 
I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this whole, you know, put the energy around the middle of your back. And it doesn't even look cool either. I think it looks pretty cheesy, actually. Like these shots where they're zooming in on her back and there are these little, like, bubbles of energy. Well, I, don't, I don't know. It just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't fucking work for me at all. But whatever. Once again, I talked about it in episode 92. Uh, but then Calva's saying, you know, not everyone does it the same way. So then she's, you know, she's saying, well, why don't you show us how you do it? So Calva, I guess, uses his rage to kind of transform, which once again, Calva's transformation is a little cheap, too. But I, I'm a little bit more understanding of his because once again, you know, Vegeta showed him how to do it. And and, and that I'm, I'm kind of OK with. But, oh, the rest of this is just kind of turning into something I'm just not crazy about. Okay, so what happens now <laughs> is Kale attempts to do this herself. Okay, uh, and for a minute it looks like it's working, and then they realize that that it's not. So then Colin Flo is kind of like, you know, going back and forth with Kava because he's trying to figure out why her transformation didn't work, and they're kind of discussing it, and then it just kind of turns into some debating. And can you tell that I'm not really crazy about this? <laughs> Can you tell by the way that I'm talking about it? It's just, I don't know. This shit is that I just, I don't know. They're just kind of giving us these characters that we barely know and turning them into Super Saiyans all of a sudden. And like, we're supposed to be excited about it. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about Kale. All we know is that she stepped out from behind a rock. She's super shy, super quiet. She doesn't even look like someone who fights, period. So I don't understand why they're even trying to turn her into a Super Saiyan anyway. She just doesn't look, she doesn't seem like she would be interested in fighting at all. So I don't know. They just, they go through this series where they're just throwing out names at her and trying to make her angry. Uh, Kaba's doing that. And then Kalafla kind of turns on him because this is her best friend. And she's saying that, you know, why would you, you know, talk to her like that like he's saying well you told me to talk to her i don't know it's just not <laughs> it's, it's it, i don't know man it's not this just doesn't feel right is it just me i mean you know i i, I thought the whole idea of having saiyans in another universe could have been kind of cool but this is just not what i expected you know I, this is just kind of turning into now granted the saiyans in universe six are a lot more they're actually good, right? They're 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 chill. They're not like the one. Did I say Universe Six or Seven? I meant to say Six. Um, you know, they're very they're very different from the ones in Universe Seven, and they established that a long time ago. You know, the Saiyans in this universe are like peacekeeping, and whatever. But it's just so such a big difference to see like Kale compared to like Nappa, and be like those are both Saiyans. So I don't know. It's just weird. Okay, but so. She gets to this point where she kind of starts to beat herself up a little bit. And we notice there's some flames starting to form around her. So we know, uh-oh, whatever the hell just happened triggered a transformation here. But it's not a regular transformation, okay? Because we can tell that by every, all the energy being released, everything that's going on here. I mean, it looks cool and it, it kind of gets me pumped up in a Dragon Ball way but I get pumped up anytime anyone yells and powers up in Dragon Ball. But there's no, there's no, you know, meaning here. There's no investment because once again, we don't know this character at all. We just met her. Now, here's the interesting part. And I'll talk a lot more about this when we get to the email segment, okay? So I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna harbor on this for too long because we'll, we'll save it for after. She powers up, <laughs> okay? so much to the point to where she basically turns into broly okay like a female broly i mean she looks exactly like broly except she has boobs and lipstick and earrings okay other than that broly pretty much the exact same hair no pupils in her in her eyes uh you know big muscle bound sort of greenish hair green energy she even says something about a blood sacrifice immediately her voice changes so clearly this is like a you know uh, i don't know it's just i'm not sure what to think about this transformation okay <laughs> it's totally unexpected it's 
It explains a lot though, because I remember when I first, I did my reaction video when I was watching the new intro sequence for the, you know, this half of Dragon Ball Super, there's a short clip and I was like, is that Broly? But I was like, well, Broly's not canon yet. So why would Broly be in the opening credits of the show? Well, now we know that that was Kale, okay? Uh, but yeah, so we'll save that for the, the email segment. So let's just kind of move on for now. We, we move on to uh, Universe 4, I think. And we find out that the little guy that was spying on them back on planet Earth was actually working for this universe uh, and this destroyer guy and this Supreme Kai. And they're essentially just kind of giving him a report because he's just sending spies out to all the other universes to just kind of see what they're doing in preparation for the tournament. So they do reveal here that... Um, that they're resurrecting a dead warrior okay and that dead warrior of course is frieza all right so i don't know how this is going to turn into something i mean you know is it safe to assume that maybe the other universes didn't even realize that dead people were an option i hope that they at least talk about that i hope that the grand minister at least addresses that and says well you know either you can or cannot have dead people and because i mean hell the other universes probably would have tried it too if they realized <laughs> it was an option but I don't know maybe the other universes don't have the option maybe there is no fortune teller Baba or anything like that there that could that could help them so then we go over to Goku Goku has arrived in Frieza's hell of course he's just chilling up there in his little cocoon hanging from a tree um they kind of catch up for a minute here, but you know, we know why Goku's there. The whole point of this is to try to, and, and while I'm watching this, I'm wondering, okay, how, how's this going to play out? How's he going to convince Frieza to come back and fight on their side? You know, because I was having a hard time just kind of seeing what the incentive to that could have been. So then we switch back over to the Saiyans over in universe six and, uh, Basically, Kale is just wrecking shit. I mean, but she's specifically going after Kappa. I mean, we can see that. Meanwhile, uh, Cauliflower is just kind of spectating and, you know, just sort of observing. <laughs> uh, and Kale's just going nuts. You know, she's just flying around. I mean, she's literally Broly. You know, Broly's just, Broly has his uncontrollable rage where he just goes off and just destroys everything in his path and you know and it's just kind of he talks but he's kind of very much focused on a singular goal and that's kind of what happens here and she's just kind of focused on Kaba. so i don't i don't know what's going on here right because what's funny about this <laughs> is that what maybe two episodes ago i think or maybe it was even last episode when they in reference to cauliflower becoming super saiyan i said <laughs> I said, well, what if they just made Broly into a girl instead of introducing Cauliflower, right? Because I like the whole idea of there being a female Super Saiyan, but I felt like that Saiyan should have come from Universe 7 so that it's at least tied into what we already know and what we've already established. But you may be saying, well, there all the other Saiyans in Universe 7 are dead, right? Well, no. According to the new Broly movie, Broly survived. So I was saying that they could have just turned... Broly into a girl but that's apparently what they did here <laughs> but Broly still exists because the movie just came out and he's in that now without seeing the movie I don't know how all of that ties together maybe there's some really good explanation for it because there should only be one of these characters right like there shouldn't be two Broly's like I don't understand what that whatever <laughs> when we see the movie we'll talk about it uh, but for now, we've just got this crazy female Broly, which in theory sounds great. But just in this situation, the way it happened was just felt really cheap. OK, but we'll talk about it more <laughs> in the email segment. So Kale is just kind of freaking out. You know, she's freaking out. She's blowing shit up. She's flying around. She's basically trying to kill Kaba at this point. Um so we've got Kaba and Cauliflower trying to stop her now. And Cauliflower's changing the Super Saiyan like it ain't nothing at this point. <laughs> like she's just mastered it in a matter of 15 minutes. 
And not only that, she has the electricity in her aura, which I know, I, I don't think it was ever established beyond a shadow of a doubt that the electricity in the aura was uh, sort of representative of a Super Saiyan 2 level transformation. I, I think we kind of assume that it was because I don't know if we saw that until Gohan did it. I don't know if there was electricity in the aura. Like, I could be wrong about that, but I feel like that was the first time it really showed up like that in Dragon Ball Z. So we assume that it had something to do with that. But then later on, they may have kind of undone that because uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Kaba had it or not, but Cauliflower definitely has electricity in her aura. So I don't I'm not assuming that that means she's at level two, but I think they're just kind of like I think it's just a, a it's just they just kind of make it associated with transformations now i guess i don't know <laughs> so we get this moment to where cauliflower kind of realizes what's going on and she starts to calm kale down she's saying you know no one can come between the two of us uh you know because clearly she you know kale's upset with kaba and we're just kind of getting this impression that she's upset because of she's sort of jealous so she kind of has this sort of fear that uh you know, Cauliflower is going to replace her with Kappa. I mean, I don't, that's kind of what I think we're supposed to take away from this. So she kind of reassures her that that's not a problem. That's not an issue. So she calms down, she passes out, and then she just kind of changes back to standard form. Kappa mentions the fact that he says, you know, I came here for one ally, but it seems I've stumbled upon another. Okay. Don't worry. We will talk more about this. I promise you. <laughs> Okay, so Goku is uh, going back. To, we go back to him in hell with Frieza. Frieza's kind of released from his cocoon. And I love I love the way this looks, first of all. Looks incredible. The second Frieza falls from that tree, the entire environment changes. You know, the skies are purple now. The tree is like purple. Uh, it's just really cool. It's really cool that this is what the afterlife kind of looks like. There are these rose petals kind of floating by and it just... I don't know, it just looks awesome. So, you know, he's talking about, you know, he's saying that Frieza's interested in joining the team. Frieza says he's not. He says, you know, and then he says, okay, well, fine, I'm out of here. Frieza says, I'm, you know, I was just joking. So here's where the interesting thing comes in at. This is where Frieza's incentive comes in at. And I was wondering what his incentive was going to be because I'm figuring, why would this guy want to join the Z Fighters and fight for anything at this point? It's got to be more than just getting out of hell for 24 hours, right? Because, I mean, knowing that you're going back, then what's the point? Goku was thinking, well, just the fact that the universe could be destroyed might be enough of an incentive. But the real incentive here is that he wants Goku that if if Universe 7 proves victorious, he wants Goku to wish him back with the Dragon Ball. So wish him back to life. Now, you might think. Why in the hell would anyone ever even entertain that idea, right? But Frieza plays on Goku's weakness, which is the fact that he loves to fight super strong people. And he has this innate sort of desire to fight the strongest people he can find. And Frieza powers up and reveals that he has yet another form. <laughs> like, God damn it, man. Like, when's this stuff going to stop? Right. So he powers up and he's like, nope. He's like, I know I've been trapped down here this entire time, but my mind has been busy. So you're telling me that he reached a whole new level of transformation just on his mental state. No actual training. I, I don't know. Frieza may be the most ridiculously overpowered character they've ever created in this series. <laughs> and that's even that's that's we're talking about a series where Broly exists just because he doesn't have to train. He's just stupid strong for no reason. <laughs> so. You know, and then he actually trained at the beginning of Super and then he went golden. But now he has this other form, a form, by the way, which makes him look almost identical to Frost. So I don't know if that's supposed to be some sort of indication of how strong Frost is at this point. But now Frieza looks a lot more like Frost. <laughs> He's got like the little pants or whatever the hell that is. Uh, but yeah, so he uses this transformation to kind of play on Goku's weakness and it works. Goku says, oh, you know me all you know me all too well. You know, now he wants to fight super strong Frieza. So he basically agrees that, you know, if we win this thing, I'll gather the Dragon Balls. We'll wish you back. 
okay but it may take me a while to find the dragon balls <laughs> so he's saying that it's not it, it, at least not going to take you know the same amount of time uh, as it probably normally would because he, he may just delay it a little bit um, and there's no reason to think that he would necessarily have to stick to his word on this he could just be telling Frieza this but we know Goku well enough to know that when he wants to fight someone who's super strong you know there's nothing really stopping that okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, so these, man, the animation looks great here. It just looks fantastic. I mean, there's no complaints about it. You know, it makes the scenes where we see Kale and Cauliflower and them look pretty bad in comparison because I feel like those scenes didn't get the same amount of attention that this stuff got <laughs> because this Goku Freezer stuff looks incredible. And then we go back to them and they just, it just doesn't look as good. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Goku basically says, okay, I agree, whatever, see you soon. Baba's going to come back for you a little bit later. Meanwhile, he hasn't talked to Baba about this yet. So then we go directly to the scene of him talking to Baba about it. Of course, she's like, you know, why would you want to do this? Whatever. But she kind of agrees to it. Uh, she's asking about her payment. Goku says he pulls out the little button that he uses to summon the Grand Zenos. And she doesn't even want that. <laughs> So he's like, I'll bring you something later. Bye. And this kind of takes off. So, you know, it's kind of arranged here that uh, this is going to happen, you know, unless something weird happens between now and the next couple episodes, we're going to get Frieza back and he's going to be in this fight. Okay. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Right. So then we, we go back to the fourth universe. And their destroyer god is kind of sitting on the throne, which once again, he looks like one of the biker mice from Mars. Remember that? I said I said that the last time they brought him up, you know, maybe he's based, maybe he's loosely based on them. I don't know. Uh, but apparently he has some kind of plan. He's saying that we're not worried about Frieza. We're not worried about how strong he is. We have a plan um, to take out Universe 7. So it'll be interesting to see what that plan is and how that uh, comes about. So that pretty much takes care of the episode talk for this week uh so what'd you think about that what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com overall i did in spite of what happened here in some of the moments it was a pretty exciting episode there was certainly a lot of story development going on there's certainly a lot of um you know there's a lot of action happening at the same time the story was moving along it's been an interesting turn of events plot twists and all kinds of stuff so, you know, overall, the episode was very good. Now, we're going to get into some of the problems that, you know, I and some of you probably had with it <laughs> when we jump into the email segment right now. So, OK, uh, it's time for what are you saying? So send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com if there's anything you want to say about this episode or, you know, Dragon Ball in general. OK, so the first email I have here is from Miguel. Miguel, nice to hear from you again. Thanks for writing in. My girl writes, hey, Tim, first thing is, wow, what an episode this week. Did not see this coming. Now, I know you said on the last podcast that we would see another female Super Saiyan, and we now know that it is her in the intro. But I thought that she was going to be some kind of special power up, not full on Broly. So since she looks just like Broly with the green hair and the green energy, does that mean she's a legendary Super Saiyan? She's even quiet and timid like Broly from the early movies. This gets me even more excited for the tournament to see what she and Cauliflower do in it, especially against Goku and Vegeta. Anyway, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this new and exciting development. Sincerely, Miguel. P.S. Do you think when she meets Goku and goes all Broly, she'll all she'll say is Kakarot? Uh, I really hope not. <laughs> just just to jump to your the, your P.S. <laughs> I really hope she does not say Kakarot. That would be really stupid. And I'm not I'm not trying to kill your excitement, Miguel. You know what I'm gonna do here? Both of these <laughs> both of these emails kind of pertain to the same thing. So I'm gonna go ahead and read the next one too, and then we're gonna get into this thing, okay? So I have another email here from Arthur. Uh, Arthur, yeah, man. Nice to talk to you again, man. I know it's been a while. Arthur writes What's up, Tim? It's been a while. Been busy with work and moving, but still had time to listen to the podcast. Keep up the good work. A couple of things. Since they can resurrect fighters to fight, why don't they resurrect PyCon instead of the worst person there is? Unless he's not canon or just forgotten. 
Also, it's good to finally see some female fighters, but I hate to be that guy, but they kind of suck. A girl who is a leader of a gang of bandits can just turn Super Saiyan from nothing and another girl that can just turn into Broly even though it seems like she doesn't train at all. I don't know much about them, but from these few episodes, I can see why the fans don't like them. From their shitty personalities to their unearned power. Your thoughts? Author, thanks for, thanks for writing in, man. It's good to hear from you again. Okay, so I'll tell you what. I'll talk about the PyCon thing first, and then we'll get into this other this other stuff because that's a bigger conversation, okay? Uh, <laughs> PyCon, huh? That, that's someone I didn't think of, right? So I was kind of, I found myself in a position where I was asking myself, okay, what other fighters are there? There has to be some other options, right? Other than just Frieza, because why would you just go to Frieza? Why would you go to the most evil villain you've ever encountered? And I've talked about this before. He is the most evil villain they've ever encountered. Uh, you might think my, you might think Boo was worse. You might think Cell was worse. Not at all. My def- <laughs> Freeze is the most evil person they've ever come across because you know why? He has free will. <laughs> he has free will and he chooses to be evil. He chose to do. He chose to do all that shit that he did. Right. Meanwhile, Cell was just a creation. He was. He was just created as an. He's, he's an android. Cell's an android. It's easy to kind of forget that because we don't call him Android 21 or 22 if you count I guess 21 is now in Dragon Ball Fighters I don't know if that character is considered uh, canon or not but Cell is technically an Android right <laughs> but so he was just kind of engineered to kill everybody and get revenge on you know on Goku and and Majin Buu was just created to wreak havoc but Frieza's this being who just kind of it's just evil. So yeah, he's probably the most evil possible person they've ever come across. Well, why would you go with him, right? Why wouldn't you go with someone else? I was trying to remember who else was there. I forgot about PyCon. Now, here's the question. You said, why don't they resurrect PyCon instead of the worst person there is? Uh, you know, I think the short answer to that is that bring, bringing Frieza in is just more interesting story-wise, right? Like, I mean... We didn't spend a lot of time with PyCon. That other world tournament was a couple of episodes long. Uh, some people probably don't even consider that canon. Like I've always considered it canon, but since it happens in such a weird way to where, you know, it happens in between the end of the sale games and the start of Gohan going to high school, right? That like that, that tournament happens right in between there. So it's, and they never talk about it. <laughs> like Goku never even mentioned PyCon, I don't think, after he was brought back to life. So it's almost like that stuff didn't happen. <laughs> so I think the easy answer to that is that, well, bringing Frieza into this is a much more interesting story, you know? And not only that, no one knows where PyCon is right now. You can assume that he's still dead. I guess it wouldn't have been hard for Goku to go and find him. But also, he doesn't know how strong PyCon is. PyCon may not be that strong anymore. Remember, PyCon was super strong last time we, we saw him, you know, compared to Super Saiyan level one Goku. But Goku's going level three since then. He's going, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Kaioken on top of that. And there's no, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible that PyCon is stronger than Frieza at this point, but it's pretty unlikely, right? So I think the... If you're thinking of the next strongest person in Universe 7, you would think about Frieza before you think about PyCon. Because Goku at this point would be the only one who even knows about him. Uh, but yeah, the short answer, well, I guess it's just more interesting to just bring in Frieza. You know? And Frieza's probably stronger. Okay. So let's 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 talk about this Kale and Kalafla Kaba saying stuff because both of you guys' emails really kind of uh, went toward that and not only that they're two different perspectives Miguel you seem like you're pretty excited about this uh, you know this revelation with Kale and <laughs> uh, Arthur you on the other on the other side of the the spectrum there where you, you think it's kind of stupid and well I'm leaning more toward Arthur on this one because I've kind of talked about it I'll just I, I I'm just not a big fan of this I don't <laughs> It's just really weird. And I talked about it a lot last episode. I talked about exactly why it's weird that you could just 
boost these characters up to Super Saiyan out of nowhere. Just a short amount of time. I talked about how the Super Saiyan transformations used to mean something and now they kind of don't, you know, especially now that they're like making these characters turn Super Saiyan in five minutes using some technique that we've never seen him use before. And now on top of that, we've got Kale not only going Super Saiyan, but turning into some massive Broly-like being. <laughs> okay. So Miguel, your question was, so since she, since she looks just like Broly with the green hair and the green energy, does that mean she is a legendary Super Saiyan? I don't know what it means, to be honest with you, because to, as far as my knowledge was, you know, being a legendary Super Saiyan was not just like this thing that any Saiyan could achieve. It was one person and that was Broly, right? Now the whole legendary Super Saiyan thing itself is kind of fuzzy because it, remember Dragon Ball Z had a lot of writing issues and had a lot of inconsistencies and plot holes. And I think one of the biggest plot holes that they had is that they mentioned this whole legendary Super Saiyan thing in the, in the early episodes, but they never really you know, explain that. And then, and then when Goku became Super Saiyan, we all kind of assumed, okay, Goku is the legendary Super Saiyan, right? Like he's the new one. But then they turned Vegeta into a Super Saiyan. So then we're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> we can't have more than one legendary Super Saiyan, right? Because they made it sound like it was just something that only one Saiyan could achieve at one point. So then they went and created Broly to sort of explain this whole legendary Super Saiyan thing. But that was only in the movies. But now Broly's being canon, right? So the, I have no idea. <laughs> because once again, until now, I didn't know that being a, a legendary Super Saiyan was a thing. I just assumed that that was Broly. But now it seems like they may be trying to turn that into its own subsidiary of Super Saiyan. Because if we've got Kale doing this, and now we're going to have Broly also canon then now it seems like they're sort of developing this whole uh branch of super saiyan that didn't exist before and maybe i don't know so maybe it is a legendary super saiyan i'm not sure all i know is that it made a lot more sense with broly <laughs> it doesn't make a lick of sense with this damn character okay and granted we don't know a lot about her like i think author you say that this she doesn't even seem like she wants to fight <laughs> right it seems like she doesn't train at all and i said that she it seems like that she just seems like this timid saiyan who has no training and doesn't want to fight anybody at all and has no history with fighting at all but now all of a sudden she's turning into this rage filled super saiyan out of nowhere based on a moment where she was like jealous come on like i this is just not good i'm sorry like i don't i just don't like this the way that they're explaining this thing and just when just when you begin to think that dragon ball super is doing a better job of handling its female characters than dragon ball z did they turn around and do some bullshit like this you know I, you create you you brought in two female warriors here's your chance to make them and maybe maybe in their eyes this is it may be in their eyes this was the best way to make them cool. It's like, not only are we going to introduce two new female fighters, they're going to be super Saiyans. They're going to be super strong. They're going to be great representations of strong women. You just didn't handle it the right way. You know, I, I think it would have been better to have them earn the transformations like every other Saiyan did. I mean, it would have meant so much more. I think at the end of the day for them to earn that somehow. And maybe they didn't even need to be Super Saiyans, you know, maybe they just could have been like, once again, they could have made their own transformation. Maybe the the Saiyans in Universe 7 didn't even have tails. So maybe their Super Saiyan is different. Maybe it manifests itself differently. That would have been something they could have done. They could have made Kaba and Kale and Kalafla have their own unique Super Saiyan transformations. And maybe it even looked differently. Maybe their hair is like freaking, you know, I don't know orange or some shit like i don't like it, it could have been they, they could have done something better and like i just you know once again just when you think they're going to handle these female characters better than they used to they make this girl cry and turn into a, a, a rage monster because she's jealous of a relationship like that's a stereotype right like that's a very stereotypical way 
to handle a female character transforming because it's like oh she's sad and now she's angry so she turns into this super rage filled super bitch <laughs> like that's a stereotype like that's the wrong way to do it you know what i mean so i think their intentions might have been good there but i think the way they handled it just wasn't right and not only that it's you're not explaining anything she just did it she just freaking got upset and transformed okay cool like apparently now that's what happens you can cry you can be upset you could be jealous and you'll just turn your power level will sh- will shoot up <sighs> sorry okay so an author according to your email you says i don't know much about them but from these few episodes i can see why the fans don't like them okay so this is something that, that i wasn't aware of apparently the fans don't like these characters remember i don't keep up with all that stuff because i don't want to be spoiled so I'm assuming based on that, most fans don't care for these characters because of the transformations and stuff, right? Is that, does that sound fair? Uh, if I'm missing anything, let me know. I mean, if there anyone out there who loves these characters, then let me know. Now, granted, I haven't seen the rest of their story yet, so I don't know what's going to happen. So if you know something that I don't, well then, you know, don't write me, <laughs> but... If you're just a big fan of this and you like it, then tell me why. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it because this is just my opinion, obviously, but I'm just not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of these last minute Super Saiyan transformations that that mean nothing with characters that mean nothing. And then not only that, they're happening in a, a very short amount of time. And it just it's just kind of a slap in the face to Vegeta and Goku and Gohan and future trunks, you know. So I'm just I'm not I'm not crazy about it. Okay. Now, did I get to all of your questions here? I think I did. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't, I have no idea what the heck's gonna happen here. You asked, Miguel, you asked, do I Do I think when she meets Goku and goes all Broly, all she'll say is Kakarot? Once again, I hope not. That'd be very stupid. That would make zero sense, <laughs> okay? It made sense with Broly because as a baby, Broly had to be, well, you know what? I don't know how it happens now because they're retelling Broly's story. So maybe it'll be different. But in the, in the past, in the old movie, you know, Broly was a baby that was in a, a, a crib right next to, to, to Kakarot. And Kakarot cried so much, it drove Broly insane. And that's why whenever he gets angry, all he says is Kakarot. There will be no reason whatsoever that Kale should say that. She shouldn't know who Goku is. She should have never seen him. She should not know who Kakarot is. None of that. So if that happens then rest assured I'm going to come on this podcast and wig the hell out. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Okay. Once again, if you have any comments or opinions about that, send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. We're getting closer and closer to episode 100 by all means, you know, send me your suggestions, be on the lookout for that other project that I've got. Please, please, please. If you have a Facebook page, go like the page. If you don't have a Facebook page, at least just go and check out the content that's there. Uh, leave me reviews, all that kind of stuff. We're, we're reaching a milestone here, and I would love to take this podcast to a whole new level from 100, you know, episode 100 and beyond. But I can't do it without your support and your love and all that kind of stuff. So, whatever you can do to help me kind of grow this thing, obviously, I appreciate it. That being said, guys, I am all talked out. <laughs> okay. So, I'm just going to sign off here and I'm going to say until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast. I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you guys next time, and please keep rocking the dragon.
What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 93 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Of course, you can find me at facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Got a couple of likes that have kind of trickled in there recently. I've also gotten a couple follows on Instagram. So once again, if you're interested in following me there, if you don't have a Facebook page, what's oh shit? Well, that was not good. Oh, fuck. 